Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Creating Eden podcast. I am your host, Eden. And today we have a very special guest on the show, (laughs) my beautiful, beautiful soul sister, not blood sister, but soul sister, um, Aviana. Hi! (laughs) Right now, Right now we're actually on Zoom, so we could see each other, but uh, yeah, you just get to listen to our voices. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> um, so quick, yeah, quick backstory and then full backstory. Um, the reason that like the final nudge that I got to start this podcast was after a conversation that Aviana and I had um, where... It was just such a beautiful conversation. And Mm. um, at the end of it, Aviana said, we need a podcast. Like we should have recorded that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, you're right. right." (laughs) Um, Because there's always, yeah, there's always just such magic whenever we connect and Mm -hmm. um, whenever we speak. So yeah, that was kind of my like push. There was a couple other people that had asked me in the same kind of like month if I had a Mm -hmm. podcast and then when you said that I was just like oh I can't I can't escape this anymore I cannot run from this I have to at least try um so yeah then it was after that conversation that I googled how to start a podcast (laughs) and here we are (laughs) yeah so it feels really um really beautiful and really like full circle Mm because I think that was in the spring that was a while ago I've been doing this yeah few months now it's August I feel like it was like May I think it was May yeah yeah Yeah, and it was right after that conversation too like not even a week you were like okay I'm starting my podcast yeah Yeah. (laughs) here we go (laughs) yeah because yeah yeah, that was for me like I don't know for me it's easier when it's people that aren't as close to me Mm -hmm. um, that are like giving me these little nudges I'm like yeah yeah you know, I hear it, but yeah, yeah, okay. And then when you said it, I was like, okay, I can't, <laughs> I can't not listen to that. So, so yeah, um, brief backstory of how Aviana and I met. And mm. yeah, Aviana, feel free to jump in whenever, uh, okay. whenever you have anything to say and share. Um, but in 2020, I created. Yep. Yeah, I created um, an online like mentorship program called Higher Self. Um, Mm. And Aviana, I had three clients and Aviana was one of the three clients. And it was like, we had, I called it a compatibility call, which I giggle at now. (laughs) (laughs) The amount that has. Oh yeah. Oh oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Immediately, like at that time I was I was like calling in the sole client and Mm -hmm. as soon as we had a conversation, I was just like, oh, this is like a soulmate. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like that immediate depth of connection. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so throughout that program, um, we, I think that the nature of that too was just like vulnerability. It was holding space. Mm -hmm um and talking and sharing about yeah the things that we were moving through the things that were really challenging and um you know a lot of the the ways that I think that I showed up my projection of how I showed up was <laughs> sharing 
my lived experience and mm-hmm. what what I learned through those lived experience. So I got to be vulnerable with you and share my story with you. And then you got to do the same with me. So I feel like we got to go really deep, really quickly, yeah. Um, which, yeah, for me at the time, like I didn't really do with the women in my life. <sighs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel like um, that first call was really... I don't know, like the first building block of our friendship and like of our connection. I feel like, yeah, uh, we've used the term a lot before, but like this foundation that we built for our connection and the relationship that we have. Um, And I think that that first call was just like without us both really knowing it, just coming into that, you know, um, it really was like the first layer of that foundation. I feel like for me, that's that's how I felt that day. That was my interpretation of that call. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember just being so lit up after that conversation with you. I was so energized. Um, so yeah, we are going to be diving into the topic of the wounded feminine, Mm -hmm. um, being in relationship with other women being, um, yeah, navigating, our own wounded feminine, how we show up. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a really beautiful conversation. And, um, for me, I know that like you were the first female friend, the first woman that I created that like solid foundation of friendship with, um, Mm -hmm. where I was just like, okay, like vulnerable, open sharing and reflecting back on how, um, reflecting back on how like I don't think if we didn't have the if we didn't have that container of higher self I don't think I would have shown up in that way Mm, but because I had created that container for you to show up Mm -hmm. in that way for me I'm like I'm I'm walking the walk and talking the talk I'm not just going to you know ask you to open yourself up I'm going to open myself up too and at that time in my life I was so deeply craving like those really the 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 heart opened connections Mm -hmm. um and those soul connections especially with well with everyone (laughs) in that chapter of my (laughs) life that's all I wanted I was like I just want real yeah but I don't think I was ready to just offer that in a I want to use the term normal but (laughs) in in the day-to-day like meetings of a new friend I don't Mm -hmm. think I would have been as vulnerable so yeah, for me, I feel like that was the perfect container for us to create those foundations. And um, there was a lot of that wounded feminine in me that has been healed throughout our friendship. And I'm really grateful Mm. that it hasn't been through like intense triggers or anything like that. It's mostly been through like softening and opening and allowing Mm. myself to be seen allowing myself to be held allowing um, myself to receive being held by you so yeah yeah (laughs) I I feel that really deeply too I think um just even as you were speaking um I really resonated with the softening part of it I feel like um a lot of my relationships growing up were always kind of not forced, but um, except for 
like one other one, I think it, um, it, it was always like really hard. And those, those hard conversations or difficult conversations, um, usually didn't, uh, I feel like they didn't flow or it was like, mm, I didn't feel maybe held or safe to fully show up as my authentic self. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there was some almost like a chameleon, like just changing with the, the pattern or whatever the, the mood was and just adapting myself to that environment. Um, and I really feel that because of that safe container that, you know, you, you created and then we co-created, I feel like that has been a, a huge reason why our connection has like deepened and softened in the way that it has and how that has shown up in other like friendships and uh, especially feminine friendships that I have created since then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really feel like that, that safety and um, that place to just be fully vulnerable and authentic in in how we connected. Um, yeah. And continue to connect. I just feel like that's a huge reason why that, that has flowed the way it has. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I really resonate with that chameleon energy. Um, Mm. For me, that like blending into, like changing ourselves to blend into our surroundings to Mm. be accepted by people who, if we did show our like true chameleon colors, um, maybe (laughs) we wouldn't be accepted and held and received in the way that we wanted to be. Mm. Um, So yeah, I really, I really deeply resonate with that, uh, that imagery. (laughs) <laughs> I still giggle too thinking that we grew up in the same town yeah and we were both in performing arts and I've like really tried to look back at photos of that time in my life and just trying to see like was she in the background you know yeah. was she there in that photo at the cultural arts center um yeah. you know uh and yeah I can't find any but I I think I know that you know the way that we connected was also on Instagram. Like that's how I found you was on social media. And I just think that that's also so beautiful. And I think it really goes to show that when we are calling in those, you know, deep connections, um, that they do, that they do come to us. Um, and I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful that, yeah, it did. It was just such a time in my life too, where I really resonated with you saying that you were calling that in. Um, because I think that I, well, I know I was also calling that in. And so, yeah, I just, I'm so excited and I'm excited to be able to, to share, um, like that experience with other people. Cause hopefully, yeah, it'll resonate or somebody will be like, Oh yeah, I, I feel that too. Or, (laughs) you know, Yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. I also wonder like part of me is like I hope whenever I die <laughs> that I get to see <laughs> how close how many times we almost crossed paths mm-hmm. and like yeah how many times we were in the same building at the same time or we were so close um mm-hmm. and that like just missed each other because the fact that we both grew up in the same town like <laughs> And yeah. like not a big town either. Like it's pretty small, yeah. you know. I think and especially it was the smaller when we were growing up there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. think that's so cool. And yeah, Aww. 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> but yeah, the universe works in the most beautiful, synchronistic, powerful ways. Mm. Um, and it's it's almost as if we needed to be who we were. Well, this is what I fully believe. It's mm-hmm. that we needed to be who we were, who both of us were separately in that exact moment to connect in the way that we've connected. Because um, like I said, if I didn't have the container of higher self, I would have probably been too scared to be vulnerable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, I'm inviting you into that, into that vulnerability. So I'm like, Oh, I got to show up in that way too. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think like had our paths crossed previous to that, it probably mm. would have looked a lot different, you know? So yeah. thank you Spirit, for sending us <laughs> to each other at the exact right moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I would love to hear it. This is so great. I love this like interview kind of energy because I'm like I already know (laughs) I already know we have these conversations but now everybody else gets to hear um but I love this feeling of like prompting you (laughs) but I would love to hear um starting where you're at now with your kind of wounded feminine what uh, if there's anything that's coming up recently um for for yourself in that wounded feminine energy how does that show up for you Thank you. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Um, now's the time where I was like, oh, I get to share more publicly. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> that vulnerability, that space, we're opening it up to a whole bunch of other people. Um, yeah. I think, like, when you when you asked me that and I've been thinking about it for a couple of days because I knew that this was the the hot topic (laughs) of the podcast and so I've been reflecting the last couple of weeks um on that and I think oh I think something that came up right away is um showing love to her um Mm -hmm. and acceptance of her has been such a big step in the healing of my wounded feminine um yeah I think that that's a great place to start has just been um the internal I would say battle of um being able to acknowledge her and then also knowing that she is a part of me but that I also have this healing feminine that is creating a space for her to just be held and to be safe mm-hmm. um yeah and it's so interesting because I'm thinking of just all the the feminine connections in my life currently and the ways that um she can show up and just be really present um I think one way that I've been thinking of and it's more I think versus her being like versus it being in a way where it's like between other people as much, it's more between myself and like my higher self, the part of me that knows that that is my wounded feminine. And then the part of me that is just existing Mm. um, and healing. I think a big way that it's been showing up recently has been in my music because I think that, um, the the wounded feminine for me actually goes back to growing up in the performing arts industry 
And just like, you know, voice lessons, piano lessons, musical theater, um, in a very like high competitive place where um, I was constantly being compared to other women that were around me and girls specifically. I was young then, right? I started when I was like seven. And I think that um, a way that she still shows up now is just this um, almost like I'm not good enough. It's like all the stories that are so ingrained inside of my being and um, almost that like yeah, a way that I guess I'm working through healing that has just been feeling and knowing that um, it's not a competition. It's just like this beautiful space to be creative and like share that love and that passion with other people and getting to witness other women sharing that passion and that vulnerability and that love with other people. And I feel like that's been one big way that um I've really been experiencing her lately has just been in basically sitting in that space of like, oh, I don't, I don't want to like, there's still that part of me that's like, I don't want to let this go yet, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that's like a good place to, to start maybe has just been mm-hmm. growing up in a, you know, I'm still so grateful for performing arts. I feel like, mm-hmm. Um, it taught me so many valuable life lessons. And then there's also this part of me that also acknowledges, um, like I, I specifically remember there was a a year where I was competing to get to provincials. So at like a, like a district level, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there was another girl and we were the only ones in our category for like intermediate musical theater singing And she was from Vancouver and she came to our small town where we grew up. And it was like, I remember just like, there was like some sabotage that went on behind the scenes and like Mm -hmm. her mom and her were trying to sabotage my performance. And like, it was like, my mom was like, just you're better than her. And like, just like the woman in feminine was so present in that space. And she was like- I feel this so deeply. Yeah. And I'm, I'm loving that you're diving into this and I'm like, yes, let's dive into this because yeah, I have a very similar experience, um, Mm -hmm. in the competitive dance world. Um, so yeah, please keep going, keep going. Okay. Because we talked about it so many times before that that is just like one part, I think for me that still shows up today in that wounded part of the feminine is just like, am I actually good enough? Can, can I do what I love and not have that? I would say like barrier of it's a competition. I got to perform. I always have to show up hundred percent. I got to give, like, give, 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 give. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I feel like just going back to that, um, I did lose that year. Like I didn't make it in that category. I made it in classical voice instead. And I remember being so sad because at that time, like musical theater was like, was kind of my whole identity, you know? And so when I lost, it felt like I like failed that part of me. And um, yeah, so it's so interesting, like thinking about that. And um, yeah, I'd love for you to jump into, I know you have a lot of experiences. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah I, I like I love how 
much of our experiences are so mirrored mm-hmm. um so yeah me in the competitive dance world like I started competing when I was like five or six years old and mm-hmm. I competed with um like a duo with uh mm-hmm. a friend Amber her name is and we looked so similar when we were little mm-hmm. um there was <laughs> there was actually <laughs> one time where I wasn't facing like her mom was yelling at her saying her name but she was talking to me but she didn't know it was me and so, oh. so she gave a little, like squat on my bum because I was she thought I was like blatantly ignoring her and I turned around and she saw it was me and she's like oh my god Eden I'm so sorry I thought you were Amber I thought you were just ignoring me I was trying to get your attention so we we did um we did a little duo I think we we're like we were five or six years old we were really really little um mm-hmm. and we are our, our first duo was to zippity doo do you do you know that song yeah such a classic such Aww. a classic dance competition and then the next year we did a second duo um and we did identical twins the song identical twins by mary kate and ashley um Aww. and we looked like little twins you know we had like our dark hair dark eyes mm-hmm. um and yeah so that was like my entrance into the competitive dance world. And then Amber being my like best friend at the time, um, mm. we started doing solos when we were like eight, I think. Right. And then we're repeating, we were competing against each other. So we were mm. always, always competing against each other. And it was, it was, that was my first like life experience of like that direct competition against Mm. a a girl and Mm. she was my closest friend you know so like it was oh it was so hard and I think it was hard for both of us to this day we've never talked about it um but I think it was really hard for both of us where um like we weren't we weren't really like we were probably encouraged to celebrate Mm -hmm. each other, but we weren't taught how to feel our own sense of defeat. If like the other one beats, cause we would like, I would beat her. She would beat me. I would beat her. She would beat me. Um, and, uh, yeah, we weren't really taught how to like hold our own sadness over Mm. losing. Um, and at the same time, celebrate our friend for doing Mm. a good job you know? And so for me, that was like, yeah, that was like the foundation of my relationship with girls outside of my sisters, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then like growing into teenagers in the same Mm. world, um, with more and more teenage girls coming in, um, competing against friends still like directly, there was so much, because just like competitive anything, there's just yeah. so much weight um, mm. and so much of your worth is put on how well you do, regardless 100%. of if that's the intention or not. That's just what mm. happens. That is like a, um, you know, my, my teacher, she was always like, it's not about winning. It's not about winning. And like, she would, she would constantly drill that into us, but mm. it was, <laughs> Yeah, it's about winning. Why are we doing it? Because we have the de- desire to win, and like, yes, mm. that 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 competition is what fueled us to work so hard, mm. right? Um, and yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny because I remember being like, "It is. It's all about winning. 
<laughs> I was hungry. I was uh-huh. hungry for that win, baby. I was so hungry for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But as I got older, it just became deeper, um, deep, deeper, deeper rooted, more deeply rooted, um, mm-hmm. that my worth was based off of how well I do and how bad my friends did. Yeah. So like, not consciously like trying to do them harm, but like if my direct competition wasn't practicing all the time and I was, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like yep. in my mind, I was like, yeah, that's fueling me to, to work even harder, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, I was kind of like the, the underdog for most of my dance competition life until the last like two years. Um, so for me, it felt like I was always working so hard, so hard, so hard. And all these girls were just way better than me. Um, mm-hmm. And I would be crying in tears um I had one friend that we did duos and every time we did duos together we won but then we would compete against each other and she would always beat me and I would be like like, why can I only win when I'm dancing with her not when I'm dancing against her and like oh there was there was so much more especially those last two years where I like came out of my underdog (laughs) I'm doing a little swimming for those who cannot see me (laughs) <laughs> I, I love it underdog, like I don't know cave I don't know um and I started winning like then there was this energy switch because it was mm-hmm. I was always like oh Eden works so hard and she gets second you know and it was yeah. just like yeah good job Eden like and like the moms would be really great they would be so sweet they would be so supportive um mm-hmm. they would just be like you should have won you should have won you know and yeah. then I started winning and I started beating their daughters and then they hated me yeah, it was like 180. And so not what not only was it like that wounded feminine showing up within my friends and the people mm. I, was, I was competing against, but then it also was projected from the mothers as well, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I don't think any of this was intentional. I don't know. No, no was conscious or like people trying to cause harm, um, just people unaware of their own woundings and the way that they're showing up and how they're projecting their feelings and their emotions and their past experiences mm. onto the people around them um but there's one one girl's mom who loved me would literally mm. say that I was her favorite daughter and then I beat her daughter and she yep. never spoke to me again she never yeah. spoke to me again and she wouldn't speak to my mom either and so it was just like it feels like just this insane pool of wounded feminine just fighting for mm-hmm. their worth to be seen yeah and in in the competition world I'm sure that people can resonate with this even if it's not dance or musical theater or performing yeah. arts in a way but even just in like sports sometimes 100%. like the parent wants it more than the child mm-hmm. and there's that like my worth now is based off of how well my child does absolutely oh oh, I could talk about this for days oh my gosh there's so much there's so much (laughs) there Um, (laughs) like it's really sad and Mm -hmm. you know I held so much resentments towards these girls who were my friends you know yeah this world that we were put in that most of us didn't ask to be put in this world it was like oh our parents thought like oh yeah 
like for me it was like my mom worked at a arts school and was like yeah mm-hmm. they have preschool they have music they have art they have drama they have dance she was teaching the drama and the art so of course she's yep. gonna push her kids there right yeah and that was where all of all of us like met that was where this world um for us began but <sighs> yeah there's there's just yeah what was I saying we didn't necessarily choose to enter that world yeah a lot of us chose to stay in it or felt like we mm-hmm. had to had to yeah like a lot of like people pleasing for you know our that that love and that acceptance and that validation of mm-hmm. our worthiness um so yeah that that was just like as as I'm sure you resonate like such an intense space for that that wounded feminine to be like constantly activated yeah I feel like as I was listening to you share it just um it's so interesting too to feel like the parallels there of like our journeys being our own and so different because you know um mine was mostly like musical theater and voice and then yours was mostly competitive dance but just mm-hmm. seeing like how deeply connected that is and especially also with sports when I heard you because I used to play soccer and baseball and mm-hmm. I everybody knows you know there's like dance moms sports moms there's it's interesting because as soon yeah. as you were like it goes back to moms grandmas aunties dads uncles like just oh, everybody, everybody always wants I think everybody always wants their child to do the best that they can do because it also reflects on the parenting. That's like how, like you said, like worth is determined off of all of these things in our society. And so it just gets into like this giant pool of like, you know, craziness. Um, Yeah. yeah. And, oh, it's so interesting too, because um, when I was 12, I got the lead role in Annie the musical. I was Annie. And it was my second year with this performing arts um, program in the town that we grew up in. And I remember there was so many girls that the year before I'd just gotten the, like a smaller, you know, kind of secondary part. And so um, everyone was like, you did so good. You know, you're just 11. It's so awesome. And then when I got the lead role and there was all these people that had been there for like five, six, seven years, um, there was a lot of like, I think frustration and just like, um, I remember, so every year they recorded the musicals and the year that, um, just to have like, Oh, actually, I'm like, it's not going to get people in trouble, but yeah, like, um, no, it probably won't just like, um, it was never like published or anything. It was just as like a reminder to, to show like all the growth, um, throughout people's careers and their lives. And like they would film it or record the audio, like the audio. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, it's just really interesting because, um, that year, uh that the recording never never happened it was like oh no it just like it didn't work or anything and it was really interesting to like um see that and there's so much like there's still that part of me too now where I'm like I want to be able to like relive that and like you know to hear myself at that age because that was such a pivotal point in that time for me of like having that experience and 
Yeah. And so it's so interesting, just like as as I get older and as time goes on and as my priorities of um, and just like my worth has changed, you know, my worth is no longer based on performance or at least I'm trying to heal that part of me because it still shows up like that people pleasing and all those things like it's so deeply layered and like embedded in my being that um even in work now like there's just oh my goodness there's so much um (laughs) thinking about it I'm like there's so much to unpack it's crazy um (laughs) yeah I'm like oh my goodness (laughs) might need to have like three uh, no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) There might, there might be a part two to this podcast. (laughs) Maybe, you never know. (laughs) But I just, um, yeah, I think the, the most beautiful thing is like, it's so funny because you were saying, you know, now, like as a, as an adult, you know, um, in where I am currently, how is it showing up? And it's funny Mm -hmm. because instantly I went back to when I can remember it first starting because I feel like that is still the part of me that gets triggered in the wounded feminine. I think that it's also my inner child at that time. It's like, she's also, she also has a wounded feminine. And so it's just like, so interesting how both there's the wounded feminine and there's also like my inner child wounded feminine. And then like my inner teenager wounded feminine. It's like, there's just like, she has been built as well. Like this whole time, like she's been with me the whole time. And so, yeah, I don't know if that resonates for you, but I definitely feel- Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and I find that different people, different situations, different spaces will trigger a different part of that wound within me. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause yeah, when I take it to like our relationship, I wasn't like, I I, I don't, I don't think I've ever been in that like fight or flight triggered state with you there's been like one conversation that I remember where I was like, <laughs> God, I'm scared. like I'm scared to tell her. And we were yeah. both kind of feeling it. Um, and I, it was like, I was, I was scared to share too in depth with you about like mine and Florian's intimacy. So mm. for those of you who don't know, <laughs> um, Aviana was actually the one who introduced me to my now partner and baby daddy, Florian. Um, and before I met him, you guys had like a intimate lovership connection. Lovership. I, what connection. would you what would you label it as? <laughs> uh, I I like I like intimate lovership connection. I think that just kind of yeah. I think it was. Um, yeah, I think that that's the best way to put it, actually. That's a great... Yeah. <laughs> that's like, it encompasses the energy. Oh, that really encompasses the energy there. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, that's crazy. Um, and I totally remember that exact conversation. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Like, and I think that that's so funny because every time that, um, like, that I share, you know, my best friend and, you know, Florian, like... It's it's so interesting because I, I remember telling my parents like, yeah, Eden and Florian are together. And my mom was like, oh, yeah, because you should have met him, right? Yeah, because he had come to meet my family like back when we were seeing each other. And and yeah. I just remember me telling my mom and my mom was like, but you guys are best friends. <laughs> what? And 
like she was, she was um, just kind of shocked that I was so okay. And it's really interesting because in the past um, it was like, I think I, I'd always been told like, you never date people that your friends dated. Yes. Um, like I, you would never do that. Like that makes you a bad friend girls first. And it's yeah. so interesting because I think that that in itself is also like a part of the wounded feminine. Yes. And it's so weird to navigate because then people are like, well, not everybody's polyamorous or blah, blah, blah. Like there's all these yeah. other things that get thrown in there. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. let's just take a breather. And <laughs> like, I just remember, yeah. Do you want to, do you want to share first? Actually, I'm just like, I would love for you to keep, um, but like from my memory, when that conversation happened, it was so beautiful because I think that this is, and this is the really cool part about our relationship is like when we have these big conversations, there's definitely, I think we've always given like a trigger warning or like a preface, mm -hmm. like a preface it kind of, I don't know, is that a word? Preface it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like before, yeah. yeah, preface, like before we start <laughs> the conversation, it's, um, hey, I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm kind of scared to tell you this. Yes. And yeah. even even when like we can I think I like to think that we both really, you know, we know when our nervous system is dysregulated or it's like <gasps> there's like the fear there um and then also beneath that I think that that's the deep trust and the mm -hmm. love that's under that and that is what has always shined through I think in all of our big like what mm. I would call like challenging conversations and that mm. goes back to the foundation of this is a safe space and even if there's something we don't agree about or even if there's something that's gonna trigger the other person that is still their experience mm. and you know we can still hold them or be present to witness them in that and that also is okay if we don't have the capacity to do that like there's just this understanding and this deep I think like for me it's like this deep love of just mm -hmm. I'm here to listen I'm here to be vulnerable and honest because I think that that honesty is actually what has led to the healing of that wounded feminine in so many of those difficult places of like I'm I, I wish I wish I'd known some of these things when I was younger like my you know like teenage and like very early adults, like 1920, because there mm. were so many moments and relationships that were lost or just kind of disappeared because I was so scared to have those hard conversations. Or when I did try, I didn't take accountability or the other person didn't. And I got upset and I just like, you know, yeah. hands off for everyone that can't see. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hands up in the air. <laughs> We speak with our hands. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not Italian, but I do anyway. So yeah, we're animated. <laughs> we're animated. <laughs> but um, must be the dance background. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're we're performers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that um, being able to come back to that safe space, being mm -hmm. able to just let the other one know I'm scared to have this conversation. There's fear that's coming up or, you know, um, I'm really worried about how this will be received. And then mm -hmm. also trusting that the other person will be able to receive it at whatever the capacity they're at. Mm -hmm. And 
that we will return to that place of love. I think that that is, um, yeah. Yeah. The healing of the wounded feminine for me. Yeah. It's like, that's like the best way I can kind of picture it in. And that's just thinking about like our relationship and the ways that we have shown up for one another mm-hmm. and the space that we have been able to hold for one another. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that, and that like, foundation that we had created mm-hmm. already I think is what made the situation with Florian so mm-hmm. much more like safe and easeful because like mm-hmm. imagine if both of us were activated in our wounded feminine in that like uh, <laughs> so this this episode will actually be coming out after the episode that Florian and I recorded together, which we shared how we met. Um, and so if you want to hear the story in depth with Florian, you can go listen <laughs> to that one. But um, after we cuddled, like in my mind, I was like, oh man, I got to tell Aviana. I got to tell Aviana. Because the week prior was the first time we met in person. So mind you, we had created oh, our- yeah. This is important. <laughs> it's important, guys. <laughs> yeah, the week prior to the day, I think, I, I remember, the day. yeah, I remember, uh, I'll share a little, a little memory of what I journaled. Um, but yeah, that was when we met in person for the first time, because while mm-hmm. we were doing higher self, you were still in BC, right? And yeah. I was in Miami. So mm-hmm. and then I moved to England for a few months. And then I moved back to BC, um, back in with my parents. But um. Yeah, I just remember thinking like, oh my God, I got to tell Aviana because the week prior we had gone for lunch. Um, When we met, we had gone for lunch and you were telling me about him. (laughs) You were telling me (laughs) about your your, like relationship with him. And I was just like, oh, cool. Because I had already planned to get tattooed by him. Yeah. Um, And originally I was supposed to get tattooed by him on the Tuesday. And then I was seeing you on the Wednesday, I think. Yeah. And he had actually messaged me saying like, I need to cancel. Can we do next week? And I remember writing in my journal, like, I'm so glad Florian canceled. I really want to meet Aviana in person first. Like that'll feel so much better for me. Um, So yeah, it was the first time like flesh meeting, our bodies meeting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah. So yeah, I remember just thinking like, she has just told me all about this man and their relationship (laughs) and you know you've shared some of the intimate experience you guys has had and like I was just like and now he's in my bed and we're cuddling um I got to tell her I got to tell her and I was so scared to have that conversation with you because like that that experience with Florian was very um very like platonic it was very um Mm. Yeah, like it was a a new experience for me to cuddle a man in that way where it wasn't like, there's an end goal here, you know, it was just Mm -hmm. like, I want to be physically held, and I'm gonna receive it. um, And not make it anything more than it is. Um, But still, I was just like, Oh, man, I got to talk to Aviana. And I was like, I'm so nervous because I didn't know how mm-hmm. you were going to respond. I didn't know if it was going to activate your wounded feminine. And then like, you know, in, in life, what we've been taught is like, you're not my friend anymore. How could you do this to me? Like, you know, yeah. that I'm seeing him, you know, whatever, whatever reaction. And uh, yeah, I, I sent you, I think I sent you voice notes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I was like, I, I remember pacing my room and just being like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Is she going to hate me? Is she going to hate me? Oh man. And then you responded and it was just like, like you were just like, Eden, it's all good. Like it's yeah. all good. We have this unconditional love. And I think you said like, we we're I don't know exactly what it is but the essence of it was like we don't own each other we're not telling each other what you can and can't do like we're free to be and experience and whatever as we are Mm -hmm. Um, and that's in the context of your and Florian's connection and so Mm -hmm. I was just like I remember feeling like such a weight lifted of just Mm -hmm. like wow this is really safe yeah. Um, and that was, I think that was like the confirmation of the strength of the foundations that we created for our relationship. Yeah. Like, because that situation would have ended so many female friendships. I've seen it. It did, it did yeah. for me actually in the past. And yeah. Yeah. And can I, can I just jump in? Is that okay? Jump in baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, I think that that was also just like an ode to all the work that you had done to that point and all the work that I had done to that point. And I, I think that even though it was like a hard conversation, it also wasn't yeah. in other ways because it needed to happen. And I think yeah. that something that I just, I like celebrate now from that conversation was that that safety was there that I could share that because when just before I had moved to Nelson, which is the part of BC I was living in when you yeah. were in Miami and then moved back to Chilo, oh well, where we grew up. Anyway, yeah. you can say it. I've said fine. it. Chilliwack. <laughs> where we grew up. The tiny town, that's it. Not so tiny now, but anyway. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um vulnerability baby honesty that's where we're at just snap my fingers whoopsie (laughs) and some energy leaving my body um yeah I right before I moved I had been introduced to this new group of friends and um it's actually a really beautiful example of how the wounded feminine showed up really deeply was um I had a really close friend at the time and she introduced me to all of her friends from our high school where we ended up graduating from because I was homeschooled till grade 10 and then I went to um, a secondary school public secondary school grade 10 11 and 12 and so um, they actually graduated the year before me because I went to Bolivia for a year um, and so anyway when I came back I had to redo my well not redo but do my grade 12 year because I'd missed a year of school so I didn't really know any of these people. Um, I knew of them, but anyway, um, she had been dating um, her boyfriend at the time for three years, I think, and mm-hmm. um, and they were ending their relationship. Um, just were both going in separate directions and felt it was time to close that chapter. Um, but I think that both of them were very scared to do that because they'd been in each other's lives for so long, and so. And um, when years for like teenage friend or teenage relationship, that's a long time. It's a really beautiful, like, yeah, it's a really long time to be with somebody, right? Like that's yeah. especially like at that at that age, I think. Yeah. Which I hate saying sometimes, but I'm just like, no, it's true. It is true. <laughs> at that age, it's like it is true. You know, yeah. 
yeah um at least it's it's my truth so yeah I'm gonna own that's yeah <laughs> and um and so we all started hanging out with that group and then basically um the friend that she introduced me to and I and that that's the friend that was dating the guy at the time mm-hmm. we got really close like our connection deepened and my other friend was really like who had introduced us was super jealous of that mm-hmm. friendship because in the past she'd had bad experiences. And so that level of trust between me not choosing the other friend over her um, didn't exist. And what ended up happening was, is, is that I didn't at the time, like I didn't have capacity, I feel, or I didn't create the capacity to have that hard conversation. I was just like, I don't even want to deal with this. So Mm -hmm. I stepped away from that friendship, went with the new friendship, and um, we ended up becoming really good friends. We moved in together because he moved out her partner. And anyway, long story short, um, I had had a friend that I'd met through another friend, and him and I had always just kind of been like good good friends, nothing had ever happened between us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I introduced her to him after that relationship had ended, like the old relationship, they started dating. And there was this part of me that was like, oh, I kind of thought that we were going to date. And I remember being so sad because I was like, yeah, my wounded feminine just was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, <laughs> so online. Just, like, what the heck? And then I remember I had kind of started to get like I, I'd gotten very close to both her and her ex and the ex and I, we became really good friends. And, um, and then basically, uh, pretty much like a couple of weeks, maybe two or three weeks after, um, we were intimate and then that friendship, uh, basically got really not good, really fast. Um, I just remember, yeah, there was a lot of fingers pointed and a lot of you did this, but you did this. And it was just like the wounded feminine was so present in both yeah. of us, I think. And at least for me. And I just remember being like, I have this beautiful connection with this person. But then there was also this part of me that was like, was I getting her back? Like, and um, I think that just being open and vulnerable about that has been like such a beautiful way of healing. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like it's just, such a sad thing because I think that if we just been able to be real with each other and say I have feelings for this person and be Mm -hmm. honest then it could have been a totally different outcome but instead there was all this secrecy and um just like going behind one another's backs but it wasn't going behind one another's backs because it was just following that connection in my opinion I think from hearing what she felt with my friend and what I was feeling with her ex. It was like, we both just had these beautiful connections and, um, and fast forward, none of us are friends anymore. (laughs) None of us talk anymore. And, um, like we've all gone on to do different things with our lives and it's okay. Um, but I always think back to that time and that situation. And so I think that when you told me about Florian, I remember I was sitting in my room in Nelson. Well, it was actually Castlegar, but anyway, it's close yeah. to Nelson. <laughs> I was sitting in my room and I just remember hearing your voice and I was like, oh my goodness. I know that she just saw Florian. I was like, she seems so scared. And I was about to tell you that like, um, like Florian and I at the time, um, I was feeling that our connection was 
kind of um, coming to a close. I remember mm -hmm. just being like, I just don't think that I'm ready for a relationship right now. And, um, and so I think that, yeah, there was like this, just this part of me where like that chapter was feeling like it was closing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. And so I think that it's really interesting because I remember when you were just talking and I remember just being like, oh, and there was this part of me who was like so happy. And then this other part of me was scared. I was like, oh my gosh, is she going to be like, does she not want to be friends now? Because like more yeah. and I used to be intimate. And then I was just like, there was like all this stuff. And I just remember it, like all these stories came. And then under all of that, there was still my higher self. And yeah. she was me and she was like, Eden loves you. You love Eden. You guys are going to be totally fine. And like, mm -hmm. she's been honest and open and vulnerable with you. And like, I just remember that wave of peace you were talking about when I responded um, is because I felt that wave of peace with you being yeah. so open and vulnerable with me and knowing that you were being honest with me in mm -hmm. like, you were like, it's just a really beautiful connection. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because I felt that too, like when I met him. And so mm -hmm. I feel like I was just so excited because I was like, I'm so grateful that you have this beautiful connection. And then there was also the part of me that was like, wow, we just made like a huge step in our friendship. And like mm -hmm. I, in our connection, and I really felt that like with you and me. And yeah. so, and I also feel like every experience that I'd had up until that point um I really felt like the feminine always blame one another versus yeah. holding the masculine accountable as well yeah and I think that was the the main thing was is that there was no I feel like when I responded there was no um involvement of Florian in that situation it was like between you and me and first mm -hmm. we were going to work on that and then we were going to all work on our three connection <laughs> <laughs> and he like oh, that and yeah. like since then it's so funny because for anybody that like knows um I'm moving back to Nelson and uh and yeah and it's just like um every time that I've gone back and I've stayed with you guys, like we live in this, we all like hang out. We like, you yeah, know, we, we make a mega bed and we all mega sleep bed, in a mega bed together. In like it's, um, and it's just been so beautiful to also witness your guys's relationship and just like how that, and like, it all really makes sense of like mm -hmm. when you, yeah, like divinity and like really trusting and just like how beautiful those transitions can be. And like, I'm so grateful because now like two of yeah. the most beautiful people I know who I love so much are together and they've created this little baby that's going to come visit us so soon. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, oh uh, man. Anyway, I don't know if you want to <laughs> share your side, but that's like, for mm -hmm. me, that's, that's how I think I processed it. And there was definitely like, um, there was definitely moments and stories where I was like, what, what if like, 
you know, what if Florian's not okay with us still being really good friends, you know, or, or, you know, there was like all these things that came up Mm -hmm. and through all of those things, there was still the actual reality and the truth. And then there was like the stories and the worries and the fear that I was creating, like my wounded feminine was just like, um, yeah. And I just really feel like, yeah, because our connection was so strong that, like that that wasn't something that was going to break it and it actually I think just made us grow closer um and I remember the first little bit like after that you were really conscious of like um I really want to tell you some stuff but I'm nervous because are you okay if I share like my intimacy and I was like yes baby tell me all the young news like yeah 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 thank you so much for yeah sharing all of that it's so beautiful for me to hear your perspective again too yeah because um, yeah we haven't really like reflected much on on that experience so it's really beautiful to hear it all again and of course like I know my experience but to hear what was moving for you in the back end of that as well um yeah, yeah thank you for sharing it's so it's so interesting because I remember feeling that <laughs> I remember feeling that discomfort of how much can I share because Mm -hmm. I love you. I don't want to trigger you. I don't want to hurt you. Um, Mm -hmm. So I remember being like, Oh, like we had these like three really beautiful, magical, sexy, delicious days together. And I want to tell you because you're my best friend. But then I was, I was like, I felt that like, am I going to hurt her by telling her this? I don't want to hurt her. And in that season of my life, I was like, there was a lot of throat activation for me. I was being challenged to Mm. speak what was true for me, to to tell the truth all the time. Um, And that was, you know, that was when my relationship, my previous relationship, like fully ended. Um, And Mm. like, I was like, I was like a a truth spitting machine at that time because I was so like... I didn't even want the smallest things to be, I'm going to say lies or untruths or withhold, you know, um, because I could feel how heavy it felt to carry. Mm -hmm. And I had carried so many lies and so many untruths and so much like suppression of my authenticity um, that I was just like, I don't want any of it anymore. I don't want any of it anymore. I want to feel clear. Um, So I remember even that, like, yeah, that, that chapter, that season of my life, it was like, you will tell the truth, no matter how hard (laughs) it is, you will take a deep breath and you will tell the truth. Um, So I remember feeling that like resistance because of wanting Mm. to share, but wanting to honor you and also any potential like boundaries, you know, that was something that we also navigate um was the creation of the boundaries as mine and Florian's relationship progressed and like Mm. at the beginning there was this like triangle energy um before we had the conversation I think you had the conversation with me before you had it with Florian (laughs) sorry Florian (laughs) oh sorry yeah yeah Yeah. um where yeah, where you yeah. were like, I I think I want to like step out of this and allow you guys to be just you guys. And yeah. um that was that was a really beautiful moment for me because my 
wounded, like, I don't know. I thought that that desire was coming from my wounded feminine of like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, will she like, will, is this going to be like a three polyamorous thing forever? Is this, and I was like, if there's one person on this earth that I'm willing to navigate that with, it's you, (laughs) you know? Um, I was like, if this is the way, if this is the path, like I am willing to sit in the discomfort and to navigate this. I was so open to that. Um, And then there's that like wounded part of me that was like, I don't want to have to do all of that. You know, Mm -hmm. like I want, I want, I want it to just be like me and him. And I remember being like, oh, you know, um, just continuously coming back to that love, the love that I have for you and the love that I have for him. And, and just being like, I don't need to figure it out right now. I can just allow it to unfold. And so when you shared that with me, that you're like, I'm, I'm stepping away, actually. Um, mm-hmm. this, this isn't feeling like what I want. And I remember feeling that like wave of relief of like my wounded feminine was like, oh, I don't have to navigate all of that. But I was willing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was oh, willing. Baby, we, you were there. We were there. I feel like it's so funny that you say that because I was like, I, I really was in that place of reflecting and um, deciding if that was like, like, because I feel that with you too. I was like, if there's anybody that I know we could navigate this with, it's yeah. Eden and I and Floyd, yeah. like, we'll work it out, you know? Yeah. And then I remember like sitting with it and yeah that it's so interesting you said that because like the is it like am I gonna have to fight for him like are we gonna is this gonna be like what ends our friendship like there was like these like stories and they weren't loud like they were there so I want to acknowledge them and we've talked about it before and um but I really running the show they they weren't weren't. no they were in the back seat yeah (laughs) and I feel like that's such an interesting thing to reflect on because what I think kept coming back was just the love and also even though I hadn't witnessed you guys together like in person yet because we were all in different places well yeah we were all in different places yeah um I think that I it's so beautiful like thinking back but like I just I feel like every time that you shared like bits and pieces at the time because we were you were so careful too that was the other thing that like I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for is there was just that like I'm really scared this is going to trigger you can I share this and mm-hmm. then it was like yeah absolutely or mm, maybe let's like tread lightly and I think for the most part it was like yeah baby go for it you know because yeah. it was like I just I think that it was just returning to that place of love mm-hmm. um and uh Yeah. As I just like reflect on it, I remember we did talk first because I think the other thing is there's like, there's been this part of me that wonders for a long time, like, should I have spoken to Florian first or, you know, who not did I owe my loyalty or who, but like, who should I have approached first in that situation? And I still think that if we did it again, I would have chosen to speak to you first about it because I think that, um, that's just, uh, I almost needed to speak to the feminine before I spoke to the masculine. I don't know whether it was to just confirm it or to just really articulate it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to share with my best friend, like, this is how I'm feeling. And like, yeah. this is what's coming up for me. 
And then by doing so, it really helped me to like solidify that like mm-hmm. that choice wasn't coming from a wounded place. It was just coming from like in this moment, I think like I know actually, I know yeah. that this is what I need and what I want. And um, yeah, and I'm so glad that I did because I feel like that transparency between us really continued to deepen and soften our relationship Mm -hmm. And it never felt for me, um, like as much as we use things like I'm going, like this may trigger you or I am phrases, it never felt like a therapy session or anything. It's always just been like, thank you for being so conscious. Like it was just like, it was so aware of the whole thing and like seeing all of me and, and witnessing all of my mess like all of the mess that is the feminine and um and I don't mean that in a bad way like it we're supposed to be messy baby in in my my opinion absolutely yeah Yeah. so yeah I don't know I yeah I don't think that there was ever like a right or wrong way for you to navigate that um that conversation could never have happened between the three of us that was conversations that needed to happen separately And I think when, um, you know, women are making the decision to, uh, leave a relationship, who, who do they go to? They go to other women, right? Mm -hmm. So just because I was the other person, (laughs) you know, kind of added like a different layer, but yeah, yeah, like, I, I think that we naturally would, would be um, drawn to having the conversation with the feminine first um, because that does it creates that safety and it creates that support Um, and at least in the relationship we have like we have so Mm -hmm. many aha moments and so many like integrations I feel like of the things that we're navigating and we're learning Mm -hmm. so um, for like our relationship specifically like yeah it made sense for you to have that conversation with me first to mm-hmm. solidify you in that decision and to ground you into that yeah. um, because I am your mirror right when when mm-hmm. we're in conversation, I'm your mirror I'm holding that space um for you to to see yourself you know so yeah yeah I think that it unfolded in the most perfect way that it ever could have but I, I do like to make the joke <laughs> I'm like sorry for you <laughs> I like to make that joke but it is no, by no means like the the truth of the energy um no no it's just fun <laughs> it's but just it is fun. funny like yeah. it, and and I think that like that's the funny thing is every time that you know, I, I've shared like about our relationship and then about the baby and then about mine and Florian's previous connection. And then like all three of us being like really, you know, good friends and like you being my best friend and my soul sister. And like, people are always like, well, like, huh, you know, and it's funny, all these, yeah, like underlying projections and stories that like they have experienced. And so it's really beautiful just seeing how far, that um we have grown I think and you know me like I have grown in that and just even navigating that entire beautiful and continuously you know Mm -hmm. um I definitely feel like um hmm, that like it's 
it's like really beautiful to see how the relationships have like morphed and changed like almost like a cocoon butterfly like just like it's we're now in such a different place than we were even then Mm -hmm. and like now be growing into this and to witness you in partnership and now Mm -hmm. to be bringing like life into the world it's like such a different beautiful connection and me being auntie I'm like (laughs) so excited (laughs) yeah and I don't know it's just um yeah it's so beautiful and I'm Uh, so grateful like I wouldn't I honestly wouldn't have it any other way I think it's the divine beautiful way that it was meant to blossom and grow and yeah yeah it seemed like that whole experience was an integration process Mm. for us to really embody what we wanted to or what we were um like striving to embody right that unconditional love continuously coming back to that unconditional love listening and holding space and receiving while still feeling and witnessing our own shit but not projecting onto each other um I feel Mm. like that was just like a massive uh lived experience that we got to fully integrate those lessons that we had been learning and pulling together Mm. um I would love to um speak about the like healing that has happened um in terms of receiving and being held and being witnessed and being um vulnerable and and for me at least it was um I never used to let people hold space for me because I didn't Mm. believe that they could hold me all of me um And even like, like I would never be the friend that would call my other friend crying or stressed out or like, I need to talk. I need to, you know, like I'm having this trouble and I need you to listen to me. I would always be Mm -hmm. the friend that somebody called, excuse me. And, um, I feel like you were the first woman in my life where that shifted, where I felt Mm -hmm. safe enough to like, take my armor off and be like, Hey, the visual this woman who also like she is she is like the catalyst for so much more healing of my own wounded feminine she gave me a visual once in a conversation Mm. that lobsters like like I don't know exactly what it was but they don't like they take their shell off maybe it's like it's to mate or something like that like right she said something, something. I'm okay. going to look it up after this, but something about like the lobster without her shell. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that is exactly what I feel. Um, so mm-hmm. that's the visual. Like, I feel like I was that lobster that was like slowly, I'm slowly undressing, <laughs> slowly taking my shell off, being like, can she hold me? Can she see me? Can she witness and like not judge me? Um, can she receive all of me? And I was like slowly Mm. taking my shell off. Um, and you were the first woman that I did that with. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has been so healing for me in terms of the feminine and like the, even like the, like mother wound, as well um Mm -hmm. because the mother is the feminine right she is the the feminine that is holding you that is loving Mm. you that's nurturing you and for me um yeah there's like the times where my mom couldn't hold space for my emotions she didn't know Mm -hmm. how 
you know, yeah. it was, it was dysregulating for her. Um, so, you know, I, and I, I went through all of the, all of the feelings, all of the emotions, um, mm-hmm. with that and how like my inner child was hurt by that, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, Oh, you're crying, go to your room, come out when you're happy again. Um, yeah. and then, as an adult understanding and realizing like, Oh, my mom's nervous system literally could not handle that. Cause mm. she was barely handling her own stuff, you know? Yeah. So there's so much love and so much compassion for my mom in that. Um, mm. But I remember uh, this one specific, I did a mushroom ceremony and mm-hmm. your energy came in, in that ceremony, your energy came in um, and I felt you as the mother. And I was like, were you my mom in a past life? <laughs> that was the thought process that maybe, I don't know. Maybe, so, hey. maybe we'll, we'll figure it out when we die. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah, no, not yet. Not, not yet, maybe. baby, but later. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, when we cross into the spirit world again, like, we'll, we'll, I'll probably be like, oh, I knew it. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> Um, because I really felt that um, this relationship was healing that mother wound as well of mm-hmm. um, being held by the feminine. Mm-hmm. And so in this stage, yes. stage, this season of my life, like you are my go-to feminine when I need space mm-hmm. held for me. Um, and Florian is my go-to masculine. And there is mm-hmm. such a difference in the way that the masculine holds Ooh way that the feminine holds um Mm. so as amazing like Florian is amazing at holding space for me and like witnessing me and like holding my fullness too Mm -hmm. um but there is a there's just such a big difference and for me what I think it is and what I've experienced it as is the masculine holds and he's Mm -hmm. strong and he's just like I see you yep feel it Whereas the feminine, she feels it with you. She moves through it with mm-hmm. you. Um, and yeah, like it's it's different. So for me, when I'm um, like discerning when I need space held, I'm like, yeah. no, this needs to be held by the feminine. I want to be felt in this. I don't mm. want to just be witness. I want to be felt, you know, yeah. I'm crying and yeah. see sliding down your cheek at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been so powerful and so beautiful for me to have that with you mm-hmm. and to slowly be like opening myself up to more friendships like that, where, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can, I can be that fully vulnerable, um, and fully emotional, Um, and for like in that there's not a specific catalyst moment that I feel like I feel like it was just so gradual that all of a sudden like yeah you were here and like when you stayed with us and there was like so much emotion that moved for you Mm -hmm. and then for me where I was like Florian was having a FaceTime with one of his friends that I hadn't met yet and there's that little like feminine wound that came up because I was like yeah no um yeah like I don't know I don't know her you know is it safe you know and Mm -hmm. then that like you holding me in that and like yeah I don't know it's just so beautiful to have that Mm -hmm. and with that I also want to share the times where I've like wanted you to hold space and you're like I don't have the capacity I'm sorry and I'm like yeah 
oh, I need you in this moment, but okay. I respect <laughs> that and understand it. And that's, that's something that I love that we have created in our mm-hmm. relationship as well is there's never, like, it's not a codependent holding space. It's no. very, very, um, like, we're always checking in. Even even when we just, like, plan to have a call, we're like, yeah, yeah let's check in morning of. Like, hey, how are you feeling? Are you still, do you still have space? Um, and then we move based on that. And um, mm-hmm. so even when I do have this desire to be held by you and to be witnessed by the feminine, um, if you're like, no, I don't have space. I'm not like, oh, my feminine is acted activated now or whatever, like abandonment wound or whatever is activated. And now like, oh, you you don't love me enough to hold space for me. I need you right now. You're not showing up for me. Like there's none of that. It's just like, okay, I'm going to hold myself then. (laughs) All right. You know? Um, And I think that, yeah, all of that is really beautiful. And I would love to hear what comes up for you with, with that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just as you speak, I'm always just like, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, because I think that something I was thinking of, of when you were sharing the feminine feeling with you, mm. um, I really feel it's almost like looking in a mirror. I yeah. think for me, like that's my, my way of feeling it is when you're being held by the feminine, um, by the divine feminine, she mm. is like, sitting with you and it's not about like I'm crying because I feel your pain or like I feel sad for you it's like I'm just witnessing you because there is something in me that also feels in my own way you know but it's also not like making it about you in that moment it's just like truly just holding space and being held and I resonated so deeply with I feel like I, there is this part of me that was scared to fully, it goes back to that chameleon. I, I had lots of people that I said, you know, and the other thing too, I guess, is I was always like, and I still sometimes really struggle with it of like, this is my best friend, you know, because in that moment in my life, we were so close and our connection was so beautiful. And so now it's, um, it's so beautiful to witness myself kind of taking a step back and being like, this is like my soul sister. This is like my go-to person. And and I think my mom told me growing up so many times, like, it's really important to just have a few really good friends. You know, you can have tons of friends, but like the people in your circle, you know, keeping it small. And I remember her saying that. I remember I used to get so mad. I was like, <laughs> mom, I can have lots of relationships. Like you can't control me, you know, like, just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like I can be everybody's friend and I can hold all this space. And like, yeah. whoop, my feminine ego was like so big. I was like, I could be the space holder, baby. Uh-huh. And then experiencing what it was like to burn out and not be able to hold my friends and feeling their disappointment of but you've always held me you've never told me no why are you all of a sudden being burnt out like um and I think it's so beautiful of in when we do our check-ins you know um and it's so interesting because it's it never like it's interesting because it's 
because of higher self, it was like, we always had these check-ins like, Hey, how are you doing? How are you like moving through the modules or like, when can we have our next compatibility call? But then that actually integrated into my friendships now, especially my feminine friendships of, Hey, just checking in to see how you are in this moment. What is your energy level? Do you have capacity? And you know, there's, there have been moments where it's like, oh, I need to talk to Eden. Like others, I got to tell him, I'm just in it. You know, I'm, I'm fully in it. And then I've been like, do you have space? And you're like, I actually, I I don't today. And I love you, but I just don't have space. And me knowing that that's not you being like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. It's not important. Like all these old projections and stories Mm -hmm. and just being like, actually grateful that you feel safe to tell me like I don't have space because I need to take care of myself and fill my cup before I'm able to hold you like Mm -hmm. and I think that the beautiful part in that is that when we come together I really feel that it's I always leave feeling like I just feel so like light and rejuvenated and there's so many like we call them the like light bulb or aha moments and it's like Every time that we speak, I think we are processing and we are like moving energy. It's truly Mm -hmm. like moving Mm -hmm. energy, like whether it's stagnant or just present. Like I always feel I've never felt like drained or like you sucked my energy out. It's always been like we both give, give, we both hold, hold. And like sometimes one of us holds more. Sometimes, you know, it's like this beautiful ebb and flow. Like I Mm -hmm. think of like you know, just streams and how sometimes they're going in this direction and then they have to move and it just kind of goes together. Like it's so, um, there's no real other way to say it other than like, I just really feel it is, um, like fluid, like a divine connection. Yeah. Like it just, uh, we're so, I think it's just that that trust and that love that it comes back to. And I found that in other friendships and navigating the wounded feminine in, but I need to be held. Like I want to be held. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, um, just so desperately wanting that. And then also part of that, I think for me is, is that, um, I used to, I remember saying like, I just feel like every time I'm holding space for people and they can't hold me. And I remember I would get so frustrated because I'd be like, I'm always the space holder. I'm always the person that people are coming to to talk about their stuff. But why don't they want to listen to me? Why can't I share? And I think reflecting in that every time that that has come up for me now, it's am I feeling safe to share? Am I asking to be held? Am I voicing my needs? Because if I'm not, then that actually comes back to me. It's not... Like I can't point fingers at anyone. I have to like really be internal in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's been like a really beautiful lesson for me is just um, also learning to navigate um, when also navigating, like when something is my projection Mm. and when something is truth, those are two very different things and it can be really triggering to have this conversation like oh goodness let me tell you um I feel like lately I've um 
I'm coming to a close of my current job. And um, there's one person that I, I uh, work with and, um, oh man, we are wounded feminine and I'm going to say my wounded feminine too. Mm. Oh my goodness. They really do not like each other. <laughs> they are just so, um, I think the best way to put it is, um, maybe intimidated or, um, jealous, or I think for me, it's more of a, there's the part of me that's like, I've tried so hard to make you like me. I, I can't understand why you won't give me a chance, why you base like my, my feeling. And from what I've experienced in that is like, you judge me based on one event, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or one thing where you thought that you got to know me, but you know, maybe that wasn't, you know, me in my full, like, I, I feel like I can't show up and be safely held or witnessed. Yeah. And that's okay because it's a, you know, people keep telling me, they're like, oh, that's okay because it's a work relationship. And I laughed the other day because I thought about it. And I was like, I don't actually want to work somewhere where I don't feel safe or I can't be myself anymore. And, <laughs> and like, people have been like, well, you're gonna, you're not going to like everyone that you work with. And I was like, well, then I'm going to find a way to like everybody that I work with. And I want to find somewhere where I can create with other people and where we can have this really beautiful connection. And I think the thing that I've been coming back to is um, just having compassion because I have witnessed and felt um, in my own way of when I've tried to be vulnerable and open with her and just shared like, Hey, like, please, if you have something that you're feeling frustrated about, can you, can you share that with me? Mm-hmm. And she's been like, Oh yeah, totally. Everything's fine. Like, just like super, like no worries. And then two minutes later in somebody else's office down the hallway, I hear her going like just talking smack, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's that part of me that's like, I just want you to love me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be friends. And yeah. then there's and then there's the other part of me. And I think this is like the most real version of my wounded feminine right now that's mm. that's really present, has just been acknowledging my wants and my needs and also knowing that in that relationship I can't be met and yeah. I can't be held and that's okay and I am okay and the beautiful thing is is me realizing um that not everybody is going to like you not everybody is going to want to be your friend they're mm-hmm. not going to want to get to know you and the people that do that really know you for who you are and how you show up and the way that you are in this world those people are going to love for you. They're going to fight for you. They're going to just show up for you. And so I think that that's been a really beautiful lesson has been that also the connection that you and I have took mm-hmm. work, but it also flowed because yeah. both of us worked. I think the best way to put it is, and from what I felt is you and I both worked on our individual selves. Yes. And still continue to. And by learning how to set boundaries and take up space and then also hold space, mm-hmm. we've been able to really navigate. And I think that's also a part of the wounded feminine is when we hold space for her and when we look at her and we're like, oh, hi, like, yep, you are a part of me. And I I do need to love you because otherwise yeah. it's going to be one hell of a journey. Yeah. Um 
<laughs> like tough. It's a roller coaster, baby. <laughs> We're going Absolutely. up and down. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, there's, like at the I don't know if you know, like at the peony, there's that ride called Cat and Mouse, I think. But it's like that one where you're yes. sitting in a mouse, like yes, yeah. That's that's what it feels <laughs> like when you're trying to fight, like and being like, I don't have a wounded feminine. No way. She's and the other thing that I think is the biggest disservice that I have felt that I've done myself in the past was trying to be like, oh, I don't think that she exists anymore. Like I've healed her. She <laughs> I is remember fully healed, never to be seen again. Again, <laughs> we, you know, I have these beautiful connections. And then the thing is, is that because I think, I think part of the reason was because, because of our connection and a few other of my really divine, beautiful sisters' connections with me, that mm. um have felt really flowy that when I was in a challenging friendship and when it's shown up um, with somebody that I'm really close to that I really love or somebody new that I'm trying to build a connection with mm-hmm. and then it's harder it's been like um, it's been really challenging it's like because you still have to see like oh I'm still growing oh she's still healing oh this is not going to be like one day I finally get there and it's done I think yeah. it is this continuous journey of like and the more that we talk about it, I think, and the more that we share our experiences, I really feel like that is where the healing of the wounded feminine is really going to be loud and abundant mm-hmm. because she is going to know that she is seen, but that she is also not the determining factor or like the person that gets to make the decisions anymore. I'm not going to listen to your stories. I'm not going to act out of fear. I'm going to return to love every time. And I think, yeah, I don't know. um, What do you, um... (laughs) yeah, (laughs) what is like, I want to, I want to hear, yeah, what you feel, um, if anything came up for you in that. And yeah, for me listening to you, uh, what kept coming up was that like that wounded feminine, she just wants love. She mm-hmm. just wants to be loved. Um, yeah. She wants to be seen for how amazing she is for her fullness. You know, she mm-hmm. wants her messiness and her everything to just be seen and accepted and loved. Right. Yeah. When we're in competition with one another, what are we asking for? To be told that we're good enough. Yeah. Right. Be told yeah. that we are good enough um you know in that in that like oh um that situation with like you me Florian if mm-hmm. that were to have gone down with our wounded feminines running the show and being in the driver's seat yeah what would that be we both want to be chosen yeah right acknowledged for how amazing we are mm-hmm. right um for me another one is that like that was a really, really potent uh, journey in my own, like wounded feminine was that want to be desired, you know? Mm. And like, oh, do you find this other woman more desirable than me? And what does that bring up in me? It's actually not the fact, it's nothing about her. It's the fact that I want to feel desired, Mm -hmm. right? So really, um, yeah. And like, with like, in terms of, um, the wounded feminine showing up in like different female relationships, different mm. relationships with women and friendships with women. It's like, I want to feel that connection with you too. Yeah. Right. So really it's just that desire for love, that desire mm. to be seen, that desire mm. for 
yeah, that unconditional love. So um, that's, yeah, that's really what was, what was coming up. And I think that that's been at the forefront of our relationship, um, which has made it so much easier for us to Mm -hmm. navigate. And not that it's been easy. No. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's just that we are both committed. And as you said before, committed to ourselves and Mm -hmm. committed to our friendship. Um, and sometimes it is going to look like saying like, no, I don't have space to hold you. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's going to look like saying, I need you to hold me, but I don't have space to hold you back. Yep. No, to hold you back. Hold me back. (laughs) (laughs) Hold me back. Space for you as well, you know? Um, and, and yeah, like just, we, we've really, done a great job like I just want to celebrate us for a second we've done a really amazing job um at navigating all of this and the more we do it the easier it gets between us um Mm -hmm. and then yeah that does contrast our other relationships where it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel as easy it doesn't feel as fluid something that I'm really grateful for is that we've been on such parallel timelines I feel like yeah, um, we, we navigate a lot of the same themes around the same time. Mm-hmm. So it feels like this is what it feels like. It feels like I'm running my path. You're running your yeah. path. And we look over and it's like, oh, <laughs> okay, I see you. You're right there. Okay. Hey, baby. You keep doing yours. <laughs> I keep doing mine, you know? And like, yeah, yeah, sometimes I see you and you're like a little bit more further ahead, but we're still on those parallels. Sometimes I see you, you're a little bit more behind. Sometimes you're right beside me, you know? Yeah. But it's like, we're always around the same thing, learning the mm. same kind of lessons and navigating the same kind of th- themes that, um, it, it makes it so much easier than somebody who has never sat with their wounded feminine before, didn't even know that she, mm. that they could separate those parts of themselves of like, okay, this is my higher self. This is my conscious mm-hmm. self. And this is the wound that's showing up. You know, yeah. the, the relationship with that person is going to be so different because yeah. I feel like what it is, is like we meet each other where we're at. And we mm-hmm. just tend to be in very similar spaces, <laughs> which yeah. is really beautiful. And uh, yeah, I'm really grateful for. Um, oh, at the beginning of this call, before we press record, you asked me how I was doing. I was like, yeah, I'm neutral. I'm like, I'm great now. This is, <laughs> I have so much energy. I feel so alive. <laughs> um, but this I- is what you said earlier is like, yeah, I always feel energized. Um, Mm -hmm. and because there's so much energy moved and I wanted to say one more thing, uh, when Mm. you were speaking that came up was, um, because we hold such solid boundaries around our own energy and our own capacity, it creates, it helps to create I don't know if creates the right word, but it helps to hold the magic that happens when we do show up because mm-hmm. we aren't showing up empty, right? Yeah. We are showing up full, you know, we're yeah. showing up like, oh no, I have the space to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that like, yeah, that 
allows for the energy to move so much more than if I was like, I don't actually want to be doing this. I really could use a nap right now, but I'm, I'm going to show up anyways. Mm. Um, you know, and it's, it's really like we are honoring each other by honoring Mm -hmm. ourselves because when you are vulnerable and when you need that space held, I want to be as fully present with you as I can because Mm -hmm. that's how much I love you and that's how much I value you and that's how much I want you to feel safe and seen and loved and held and I know that I cannot show up when I'm empty I know that I can't do that and because I value you so much I know I know your worth that Mm. you deserve someone to be fully there to be fully feeling you and holding you and witnessing you not somebody who's like gazing off into the distance that's like yeah I'm listening I'm listening Mm -hmm. feeling sucks yeah feeling is the worst when it's like oh man this person doesn't actually have the space for me right now and like they said they did you know I've had that a couple of times where my relationship with Florian where he said like oh yeah I have the space and then really Mm -hmm. He's like, actually, I don't have the space. And then I'm like, yeah. fuck, I'm in the middle of my process. And now you're telling me you don't have the space. <laughs> you know, but that's what um, it's also, you know, that's it's harder when we're living together. And totally, like, yeah. I want to show up for you. And mm-hmm. it's not as much disconnect, um, physical like disconnect where we can be like, hmm, let me drop in, let me see how I'm feeling. Cause when my eyes are welling up in front of him, he's just like, oh my baby, <laughs> I want to hold you. You know, but but I think that um yeah, for me it's by saying no to you when yeah. it's an honest no for me, mm-hmm. it's honoring you. And it's yes. about your time and your energy. Um, and that is so reciprocal, you know, that is so um, met equally on both sides. And um, yeah, that feels, that feels really beautiful. I mean, we just, we got a great thing going. We really <laughs> do. A great thing going. And yeah, I'm just, I've always just so, so grateful. Um, mm. And I love you. I love, I you, love so. you too. <laughs> and I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us. And yeah, everything that we've navigated um, separately and together mm-hmm. and um, yeah, to be able to, to witness you in all of your fullness and um, hold you in all of that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a gift and I love it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah as you were speaking there's just a few last things I mean I I know that I could talk with you and it'd be recording for forever um (laughs) that's just how we roll um but I think that just thank you yeah I think gratitude is like what surfaces the most and as you were sharing like those you know thoughts I was just like in feelings and everything um I think it it goes back to like you said like being able to witness you I think is I know is one of the greatest privileges of my life I think you know like it just is and and being able to also when you were sharing like I think 
learning your boundaries um, also teaches you self-respect mm. and then that respect and that boundary is so much easier to set with the people around you. And so because of the work that you have done on yourself and are continuing to do, that has allowed you my projection, because I think for me, actually, I'm going to change it. So for me, the mm. way that I have been able to show up now is so different than when I wasn't really trying or or moving towards the goal or the work that I was trying to heal through or or be present with um and now that I'm consciously choosing this path and consciously choosing to walk it I think that that is how it's become easier to set like and it still is hard it's not easy like I really appreciated you saying that because it definitely is not easy at all but I think that it's less of a like gushing river and more of like a rolling brook you know just like kind of like a moving it still is moving but it's just not as like oh my gosh there's white rapids and I'm gonna like drown and oh my intensity (laughs) yeah it still comes there's still parts of that river that we're flowing on that are like that but I think that it also prepares you more for those moments those big moments and you know, like you mentioned, like one of the big ones for us was when you and Florian first started mm-hmm. seeing one another and when that relationship truly like exploded and like took off. Yeah. And I also feel like, yeah, I'm moving back to Nelson. And so living closer together, it's also going to be really beautiful because our relationship has mostly been via the online zoom and Instagram and FaceTime world. Um, And we have had some really, really beautiful times together in person, but Mm -hmm. they've been really short. It's been like, you know, a week or like three days. And so actually living in the same community and being able to witness one another, like in person way more and also being able to navigate like that in person you know like you said like you and Florian live together so it's a different type of navigation I'm really excited and also a little nervous but mostly excited to to witness that in us in how we Mm -hmm. navigate this new can like this um this new I think step and and like for me it feels like a big step forward um because we're finally gonna get to live in the same town for the first time ever since our friendship began and it's like holy like like almost four years now that's crazy you know um because 2024 2028 yeah four years I think I think kind of the last thing is just um just celebrating you, you know, and celebrating us. And I just think about, I think one of the easiest ways to describe it for me has been by witnessing you and by being able to fully um, change and continue to become the person that I'm becoming and also witnessing you change and transition into this woman that you are becoming and now also this change from maiden to motherhood and like Mm. just being able to witness you in that and also witnessing as our friendship you know continues to grow and expand 
but um I'm just so proud of us and I I'm like celebrating us and yeah. I'm just so grateful and I love you too so much and I'm so grateful for this opportunity to come talk with you on your beautiful podcast and mm-hmm. yeah I'm um I'm counting down the days until I get to just be with you in person and have these conversations um being able to like hold you if we're crying or hold you for laughing or just yeah yeah I'm so excited and I'm yeah I'm just grateful I think that gratitude is just like pff, oozing out of me and like you said I feel so much energy I need to go like dance or move I'm like yeah <laughs> gotta move this energy um and how exciting is that 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 does exist I always I always craved that feminine friendship where I I felt so like energized and connected and and deepened and just present. I think like my nervous system is always so grounded. Like sometimes it's airy. Like there's moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, we're way up here. And now we're like, but at the end, I I always feel just so in my truth and so in my body and just so present. So thank you. I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. Thank you. I'm I'm really yeah right there with you in this like new season it feels like Mm -hmm. of our friendship that we're being invited into because yeah there's gonna be there's gonna be new things to navigate and especially yeah with me um transitioning into the mother how Mm -hmm. how that is gonna shift you know Mm -hmm. that's gonna shift my whole freaking life (laughs) yeah baby you know and how that's gonna shift my capacity to show up um especially mm. in those early postpartum days um my mm. my desire to be held and um you know it's it just yeah everything's going to gonna shift and change and um it's really exciting and yeah a little bit scary like what's it gonna look like it's gonna be different you know mm-hmm. um but yeah I love you this has been so beautiful <laughs> had to relocate because my computer was like your computer is gonna die and whatever and I'm like oh man okay let me let me plug my computer in (laughs) um so yeah thank you so much for this this has been so beautiful um thank you also for that like initial comment of oh we should have recorded this conversation we need a podcast um because this is the culmination of all of that all that has happened um Mm. in order to (laughs) in order to um create this um Mm. and from that one like seemingly small comment you know um but yeah Mm. thank you I I don't think there's there's anything else here but love and gratitude baby yeah baby (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah Mm. (laughs) for those of you who are listening still thank you for being here thank Mm -hmm. you for listening to us and witnessing us and just being here um yeah as always I'm super grateful for the love and the support um yeah is there is there anything else from you yeah just thank you for 
for listening and for being witnesses in our process and our journeys and also just um yeah sending love to everybody and their journeys and yeah I look forward to yeah just the unfolding of this new chapter for us and I'm really grateful to have had this opportunity and that like all of these seeds have turned into these beautiful flowers that's really exciting to witness and yeah 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 thank you <laughs> thank you hmm.